Today's daf is daf Chavdalid. We are holding at the bottom of Chav Gimel Amid Beis at the Mishnah. So today, look at Mishnah. Ezer Tam veEzer Muad. What defines a Tam? What defines a Muad? Muad Kol Sheida Boshlosha Yomim. A Muad, according to Yehuda, is that there's been three separate days that there's been testimony about this animal having gored. The Tam Mishaya and and. And, and this is the novelty of the Mishnah, that it could be reversed, that if it's gone three days, where similar scenario of what, when it did gore, in the same, the same situation, and it went three days and did not gore, undoes the status of Muad and sets it back to becoming Tam. That is the of Yehuda. So Yehuda is saying two things over here. When it three, in order to become a Tom, it has to be on three separate days. If it's all on one day, that wouldn't make it a Tom. In order to show that this is habitual, ingrained behavior of the animal, the goring has to be three consecutive days, three separate days. All right? We'll not, see if it's consecutive or not, but three separate days. But not on the same day. According to, and, and, and if once it's been established, it still can be... If there's three days where it faces the same scenario and does not, then it takes away and goes back to becoming a Tom from being a Muad. Goes back to you, yeah, goes back to Tom. Now, that's according to Yehuda. Now, Rabbi Meir, what is Rabbi Meir Shita? Rabbi Meir Omer Muad She'i He says it doesn't have to be three separate days. Three times. Three times on one day is enough to make it into a muad. Even though the pasuk says mitmol shulshom, we'll have to see. The pasuk does talk about days. He says lavdafka could even be on three different times. And how do you have a tam? The tam called shiyu tinokos mishamshim bo He says when is it considered to be a tam? If the kids they chepper with it, they poke it, they 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 tease it, and it doesn't gore then that is already enough of a proof that it goes back to becoming Tom. It's not considered to be Muad. Yes, it goes back, it loses its status of Tom. So they argue on two things. The first thing they argue, how does it become a Muad? Rabbi Yehuda says it has to be three days. Rabbi Yehuda holds it does not have to be three days, it can be three times. And they argue about a second thing, how does it lose its status of Muad? Rabbi Yehuda holds it has to be three occurrences over three days that it didn't gore, similar to where it did gore. And according to Rabbi Yehud, according to Rabbi uh, Meir, that the kids play with it and doesn't gore. Now there's a machlok as we shown him in that last thing. What does it mean the kids play with it, right? Because there are Rishonim that say, Lechora, we have a uh, opinion that if, a per, an, uh, if it's mu'ad behemus, it's not mu'ad adam. So therefore, let's say it gored three times animals. And because the kids are teasing it and it doesn't gore the kids, why is that a raya, right? So, it, so the summer shown him learn that it means that the kids got it upset and it didn't go and gore an animal. Not that it didn't gore the kids, it didn't gore an animal. Taisus, I don't believe, learns like that. Taisus learns is that no, at the end of the day, <coughs> if it didn't gore the kids, it's, a, it's enough of a raya that this is not ingrained habitually and this animal can be viewed as a tom, not as a muad. It did three times and became muad. Yes. And we are saying that it's going back to tom. It goes back, meaning like this. What we're basically saying is that, that most animals three times show that that's the nature. Okay. But it could be a fluke. I mean, it could be. But how do you know? So, so it's, it's, it's not actually going back, but what it's showing... That the first three times... That the, it's a mute of animals. That that's not their nature. That this is three times usually that's the... But this is from the, the group that's not their nature. That's what, what you would be saying. Now, let's go on. My time of Yehuda. So when it says, what's the source from Yehuda? Now, we're going to learn this like Rashi. Taisvis, again, has a lot of difficulty with Rashi's shot. We're going to learn this like Rashi. So Taisvis, as Rashi says, like, my time to Yehuda. He says like this. The Pasuk says... Ono da kishor nagahu, that it became known that this was a goring ox, mitmol shilshom, velo yishmerenem ba'alav. Now, mitmol shilshom, according, in the, according to Abaya, without the mem, tmol, would already meant a day, day be, uh, yesterday. Why? So that's already one day. Mitmol, the extra mem, that teaches you a second day. All right? 
And Shilshom is, uh, before yesterday, it's three days. So there's three days of goring. Below Yishmerena Balav. And now the fourth time, this is the way, the fourth time, if three times it was warned, and the fourth time the animal uh, was not safeguarded, so that on that fourth goring, you have to pay Nezek Shalem, which is the way we normally understood. It's Chatsi Nezek the first three times. It's Nezek Shalem on the fourth time. All right. Now, Rava, this is where Rashi and Tos was disagree. Rava Amar, Tmol Mitmol, he doesn't have a difference. Tmol Mitmol, he doesn't make his, as, 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 it's one Raja, that's Chad. All right? Shilshom, the day before yesterday, that's Trey. Now on that third day, Chayiv, Yubichayiv. Rashi learned, Yubichayiv, Nezek Shalom. According to Rava, the third time. Taisu said, that's not Pshat, doesn't fit any of the Gemaras later on. Taisu said, they're only arguing about Mashmoz Dorishim, but according to Rashi, in Rava Shita is the third time already Yochayiv Nezek Shalom. It's already Muad. I mean, it both becomes Muad the third time. The question is, when are you pay? So according to Rabbiya, you're paying the fourth time Nezek Shalom. This is where Rashi learns. But according to Rava, you're paying the third time Nezek Shalom. Now, for Rab Meir, my time. And the one says like this. Okay, I see Rabbi Yehuda, and it's based on Psukim. Talks about the day and the day before yesterday. But why is it, why is according to Rab Meir, he says it doesn't, it's not totally in days. Even in, in occurrences, three times in one day would be enough. Right? How does, how do, how does, where does Rav Meir get that from? The Pesach emph- emphasizes day, the next day, three days in a row. But not, not, right? So what it says, Rav Meir, my timer, to Sanya, I'm Rav Meir, because Rav Meir said like this, Rav Meir is based on a Sephora. He says like this, listen, let me say it outside and we'll see it inside. According to Rav Meir, he says as follows. This is the way I understand what Rav Meir is saying. Something that happens on one day could be a fluke. Could be a fluke. It doesn't reflect the essence of what the animal is, okay? Happens a second, okay, maybe it was having a bad day the second day as well. Happened a third day, no. That's already doesn't show, that's not a fluke anymore. That's already three times, that shows the essence of the animal. It's habitual, gorer, and that's considered to be a goring animal. So says Rav Meir, if three days apart, right, where you could say that each day was a fluke, is considered to be a muad, that if the animal on one day, on one day has shown that it does it, Kalvachomer, he learns it's a kolshakain. A kolshakain meaning if the Torah considers it over three days to reflect the habit of an, of a, of an animal, even though you could tina, you could tina that it's, it's a. It, to say a fluke happens three times in one day is a bigger chiddush to say that a fluke happens one time in one day. So therefore, if we're not, three times, we're no longer willing to say it's a fluke, but it's the essence of what the animal is. So if it happens three times in one day, for sure that's not a fluke, and that's the essence of what the animal is. That's the svara of Rav Meir. So therefore, if you separate it by days, the the the, the negiches that you consider to be high of nezek shalom, sakir of negichosav. It's all happening in a closer period of time that for sure reflects what the animal's essence is, and therefore lakolshik and lamosav. That's considered muad nezek shalom. So amrulai amrulai is lechachamim who hold like Rabbi Yehuda that it has to be over three days. They ask them from kasha. They ask the gavaldik kasha from the laws of zava. We know like this that there's 11 days of the month between periods that the dam is not considered dam nida, it's considered to be dam ziva. Now what's the difference? Is that unlike a nida, that any time you see even the smallest amount, she's tmeya for seven days, by a zava in 11 days, the first time and the second time she sees is shemeres yom keneged yom. Right? The third time, so then already you need Zion Akiyam, you have to bring a carbon. Now the halacha over there we're going to see is only if it's on separate days. Any dumb on one day is still considered only one re'il. So what do you see? You see that because the Torah tells you something over three days, doesn't mean that three times on one day is, for, is a kol shakein. We see from there that's not true. Mm-hmm. <coughs> so it says like this, the chayra, so... Amrulay. So the Chachamim said to Rav Meir, Zava that from the Zava you'll have a proof. Sharikh Yosa, that if they separated by days, 
Tmeya means it's the full Zava Gedoyla. It's not just a Zava Ketana, it's a Tmeya Kirva Rayosa. And if the days are not three days, but it's all occurrences in less than three days, then it's considered to be Tahor. Tahor doesn't mean that she's only Tmeya like for one day. Like a, a, you only need a, you need a one clean day. You don't need seven clean days. So therefore, she's Tmeya from being a Zava Gedoyla. Right? So you hear the Kasha. So, so Amar Lahansa, Mayor answered them. He says that you can't ask me from Zova. Why? Because we also have Aloha by Azov. What's the Aloha by Azov? Azov that he has, it's not a not a Shekhar Zera, but he has one time flow of Azov. It's a different type of substance. If he has that, then the Aloha is he's tummy like a Shekhar Zera, like till only Ada Erev. Two times. Then he needs Zion Akiyim. Three times he needs Zion Akiyim. And you need to have uh, a Korban. All right? Now the Halacha by Azov, we're going to see that there actually, it's not Toloi in days. It could even be in Reios. The man. The man, by the man. But what, 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 uh, what Rameir is going to say is that there's a special drosha by the man that says this din that it's totally in Reios only applies to the man, does not apply to the woman. Now you're asking me, Akashol, then why by the woman is it Yomim and not Reios? You should, it should have been. Misvara, it should have been. If it's Yomim, for sure it should be Reios. That reflects that she's for sure a Zava, a Dola. But the reason we don't do it is because of the drosha that's written by the man. The drosha by the man excludes the Isha. Let's see it inside. So Amalahen. Harehu Omer Vazostia to Moso Bezovo. Zostia to Moso Bezovo. That this will be his tumor when he has a flow. Tola Kosov as a Zav Bereios. There the Torah doesn't say anything about Yomim. There the Torah says it's talking about the flows, the amount of flows that he has. All right? Now, Vazo, the S, so therefore, but it says Vazos. Now, what's Vazos? Those is a mute. This one is Tola in Reios. Who is it excluding? As Azava, that's no longer Reios. That can't be done by Reios. That has to be done Davka Beyomin. All right? So therefore, so the Miut, the Zos, that Miut tells me that what? That Davka Azav is Reios and Azava is not Bereios Davka Yomim. Says the more like this. One is like, I understand that there's a mute here. But how do you know to use the mute the way you want to use it? How do you know the Bezos here that says by the Zov is telling me only the Zov has Reios and not the Zova? Maybe the way you should learn it like this. Maybe what's telling me is like this. Vezos is telling me that Reios, only Reios works for the Zov. But you know what doesn't work for the Zov? Yomim doesn't work for the Zov. How do you know it's coming to tell me, especially if you tell me there's more swara to say Reios? Then to say, Yomim, by an Isha, it's Yomim and Reios, maybe. And by the Zov, it's Davka's Reios and not Yomim. How do you know to make it the way you want to make it? Is that by the Zov, it's Reios and Yomim. And by the Zova, it's, uh, it's only Yomim and not Reios. How do you know to do it that way? Someone says like this, I'll tell you why. Because I'm a Krov, Azov is Zova, Lezachal and Akeva. We have a, a Rebuy that compares the Zov to the Zova. The Torah is being Ma'ikish, they're putting the two together. So, just as we know, Yomim works for Nakeva. So, I know that after Zohar is Yomim. All right? So, therefore, since I know that the, that the Zov has to have Yomim because it's compared to a Nakeva, and you have a Miyut by Reios, so obviously what it's telling me, only the Zov has Reios. But not the Nekeva. So therefore, even though Misfara, if she has Yamim, she should have Reios, according to Rav Meir. No. Special Xeris Akasa, special Miut. So it's like this. One second. I understand, on the one hand, you have a Miut, Vizos. 
On the other hand, you have a Hekesh that compares Zohar to Nekeva. But how do you know to learn it the way you're learning it? There's another way you could learn it. How could you learn it? Like this. Maybe it's comparing not the Zohar to the Nekeva. Maybe it's comparing the Nekeva to the Zohar like this. Ma Zohar Bereios. That just as a Zohar has Reios, so then Av Nekeva should also have Reios. Right? So therefore, and then maybe they both have re'iyos. I ha miyadrachmona v'zos. What are you going to tell me that the zos, what's that coming to exclude? It's not coming to exclude the nekeva from re'iyos. Maybe it's coming to exclude the zohar from yamim. Right? Mm-hmm. So therefore, ma zohar re'iyos ab nekeva re'iyos. Where's it? Ha miyadrachmona v'zos. Right, the Chayr Ba'ah, you have the Mirad of Zos, right? So basically what we're saying is like this. We have over here, on one hand, there's a drosha that tells me that Zos, that there's Re'iyos by a Zohar, and we want to tell me that the way the Mora says is that, there, that even though there's Yomim by an, an Isha, but there is no Re'iyos. Why is there no Re'iyos? It should be a Kol Shekane, according to Mayor, because the Zos is Memayat. So Mora says, how do you know Vizos is Memayat Re'iyot by Nekeva? Maybe Vizos should be Memayat Yomim, by the Zohar, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas it's not because there's a Hekish. The Hekish compares the Zohar to the Nekeva, right? So therefore, what do they compare it to? They compare it to that just as Yomim by the Isha, there's Yomim by the Zohar. So they want me what the Zos is doing. The Zos is coming to Mamayad, Re'iyos, by the Nekeva. So as more like this, how do you know that that's the way to learn it? Maybe that the, 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 the comparison between Akeva and Zohar is to teach me just as there is Re'iyos by the Zohar, maybe there's Re'iyos by the Nekeva. And what's the Vezos? The Vezos, he teach me that there's no Yomim by the Zohar. Maybe that's what, what it says like this. Uh, so the Gemara asks, my rice, what do you see to learn it the way you want to learn it and not the other way around? The Stavra, I'll tell you like this, it makes more sense. If you're dealing with Re'iyos, the Pasuk's dealing with Re'iyos, right? So if it's Memayet, it should be Memayet Re'iyos. It's talking about Re'iyos. So the Chayra, to say that Re'iyos is coming to be Memayet Yomim, it's not, a, it's not such a Svara. To say it's talking about Re'iyos, the Zos is a Mead by Re'iyos, it makes sense to be Memayet Re'iyos by the Nekeva. So therefore, Ma'ra is Mastavra, Koiber Re'iyos, Memayet Re'iyos. Does it make sense to say Koiber Re'iyos, Memayet Yomim? It doesn't make sense that we're dealing with Re'iyos to Memayet Yomim. Anyway, so that answers up Rav Meir's defense. That's fine. Tan Rabban, we learned to the Bryson. Eizel Muad. Says it more like this. What is considered to be a Muad? Kol she'idubo shlosha Yomim. Where there's been three days Three, three days of warning. All right. What's that? It's that seems to follow up Yehuda. We're going to see right like this. And Tom, and how does it go back to being Tom? That the children are teasing and poking it, shepherding with it, and it doesn't cling. So Rabiosi is a hybrid. His, how it becomes Tom that needs Yomim and not, not, uh, not Pa'amim, that goes like Rabbi Yehuda. How it loses its din of Mu'ad to go back to being Tom, that's like Rav Meir. Rav Shimon Omer, Mu'ad, Kol Pa'amim, three Pa'amim, that's like Rav Meir. But Lo Amru Shalosha Yomim, the only time you need Yomim for is as Lachazara Bilvad, you need three days that it has the same instance it doesn't gore. That's going like Rav Yehuda. So these two sheetas, each one holds in one way like Rav Meir and in one way like Rav Yehuda. You see that? Yes. Right. So Amar of Nachman, Amar of Adabar Avo, Halachuk Rav Yehuda, Abba Muad, Sharei Abyoisi Moidabar. Concerning how it becomes a Muad that it's Pa'amim, that we follow Rav Yehuda, because Rav Yosi agreed with him. And the Halacha is like Rav Meir, concerning how it loses the status of Muad and becomes a Tam, right? That it's when, when the children. Uh, 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 play with it. That's also Share Yosi Rab Yosi Modebo. So in both, so in one the halacha is like Rab Yehuda, and one the halacha is like Rab Meir, because in both cases Rab Yosi agrees with him. 
So I'm a really rovos, the Rav Nachman. If it's because you have a second opinion that agrees with him, then Mar, then maybe the master should say, Halach is like Rav Meir Bemuad. It, it goes, it's Pa'amim, because Rav Shimon agrees, Mo'idoloi. And Halach is Rav Yehuda Batam, Sharei Rabbi Shimon Mo'idoloi. So Amalei Anak Rabbi Yosi's field. Now the point I'm trying to say is that you go like Rabbi Yosi. That we want to go like Rabbi Yosi, because Rabbi Yosi, Rabbi Yosi always, the Sfaras are always, his Sfaras are always the strongest. So the, I think Tais was asked, so you know, show him speak out of here. So why didn't he just say that Allah is like Rabbi Yossi? Just say Allah is like Yossi. He says it's like this. Because Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yehuda appear in a Mishnah. Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Shimon appear in a Brisa. He wants to tie it back to what everybody knew. Everybody knew the Mishnah, and then everybody knew the Brisa, so he wanted to make it go back to the, 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 the opinions that everybody knew. Okay. Now the yeshiva had the following Shiloh. Now let me explain the Shiloh outside and then we'll go back and see it inside. But then what I was going to ask is as follows. The three times, it says you need three days, right? Let's go over the Shita. You need three days. What's the shot in the three days? You have three, three days of warnings. There's two ways you could understand. One is that to determine whether the animal has become habitual. What's the true nature of the animal? You can't know that until it's happened three times. So the needs, the three days, the three days are to determine that this is the, uh, the essence of what the animal, the habit, this is the habitual nature of the, of, of, of the animal. That's one way. Or maybe no, maybe even the first time if an animal already gores the first time is a good indication that what? That this animal is habitually a, 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 a muad, it gores. However, the reason we give the warning is because we're creating a transition for the owner. For the owner to go from not having to watch the animal to now having to watch the animal is difficult. So therefore the three warnings are for allowing him to be able to completely take responsibility to safeguard his animal in the way it needs to be safeguarded. Let's say animal gourd Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. On Thursday, all three sets of witnesses show up and they say, I saw it gore on Monday. I honestly, I saw it gore on Tuesday. I saw it gore on, th- on, on Wednesday. If the purpose is to determine the nature of the animal, that's fine. But if the whole vert was, I don't know, I'm not worried about the nature of the animal. I already know from the first time. But you have to give the owner enough time to watch his animal, then you haven't had that if all three of them showed up on Thursday, all three sets of witnesses. That's going to be the nafkamina. You, you hear the Shiloh. Let's see inside. Boilu, the Bnei Yeshiva, the following Shaila. Shloisha Yomim Dektani, when it says that you need three days to create it to become a Muad. Liyude Tura, is that is what's needed to define the animal as a Muad. You need three days until you can for sure say this habitually is a goring ox. One is not enough, two is not enough, it needs three days to make it defined. Oh no, one could even be enough, but it's Liyude Gavra, it's to give enough warning to the owner. You now own a muad, you have to watch it. And in order to give him enough time to learn how to watch it correctly, you need to have three separate days of warning for that. And again, the Mora says, If on Thursday all three showed up on one day, if it's for the sake of the animal, done deal. If it's the sake of the person, that's not enough. He still needs three separate, two, two more separate warnings to give him the heads up about it. Okay. Now, Let's go right. Uh, so now the one just actually speaks it out. If it's in order to define the animal as a muad, then, then on Thursday all three groups came. It's become a muad. But to give enough time for the warning, transitioning him how to watch an animal carefully, then it hasn't been enough time. It's only been really one day. You need three days of warning for it to be. All right, because Mema Ama has to become a Sadibi, because it could say is they just testified one day, three times, all days, one day. It hasn't been enough time, therefore you're not holding him responsible until it gets two other sets of warning. All right, now let's see if we can answer this. The Muna says like this: Tashima, come and listen. That you have to have a 
a warning, in order to be a valid warning, has to be both in front of the owners, the owners have to be present, and also has to be done in front of a valid base team. In front of Beistin, not in front of the owners. In front of the owners, not in front of Beistin. That's not a mu'ah. Now that's not a kasha on everybody. That's the rule. The rule is for what's considered to be a good testimony. They have to have the witnesses, have to be the based in front of Beistin and in front of, because he's not going to take it seriously. He's not in front of Beistin and they have to also give him a chance to hear what's going on. It has to be the bala. Fine. Now, no, no, you could argue still not proving like either one because no, because the bottom line is which one? Why is it a proof like the second way? Because if, if, they, if it's the first one, if they just all came together, yeah. then that means. But it's that no, but it's only a good warning if the owner and the uh, it's only considered a good warning. So that is not a, it's still, it's still not a, three come together, then they wasn't in front of the Baalim. Yes, it, yes, it's right, all three are the Baalim's there. They're all the Baalim. It's not different. The Baalim's there in all the, that case too. Let's go on. Sumana so says like this. Now, So let's say what happened over here is, okay, I'm going to set up the case which will not necessarily be the case at the end. But the case is like this. Let's say on Tuesday, group one said we saw the animal gore on Monday. On Wednesday, group two said we saw the animal gore on Tuesday. And on Wednesday, group three said we saw the animal gore on Tuesday. It means Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, the animal gored. Tuesday, the group said they saw the animal gore on Monday. It was the first goring. Wednesday, they saw the animal gore on Tuesday, and just make sure they're there, and, and on thir- Thursday, they said they saw it gore on Wednesday. So it's three groups now. Yeah. Let's go. Now, if everything stays the way it stays, the f- let's go with the Rashi's understanding of Rava, because that's how Rashi explains this Gemara. For the first group, you would have to pay Chatzin Nezek. For the second group, you would have to pay Chatzin Nezek. The third group already, again, the way Rashi explained Rava, then you would have to pay Nezek Sholem. With me? What happens like this? What happens if the first group became Adam Zomamin? They were Muslim. Two witnesses said that you could not have seen what you saw on Monday because you were with us in New York when that happened and therefore you could not have seen that, okay? Now, let's understand. What will end up over here is it knocks out the first group. That, uh, that group will have to pay the owner Chatzinezek. Why will they have to pay the owner Chatzinezek? Uh, the Edim Zomimim have to pay. They, because they were causing him to have to pay half the damage. Now, if there's no more first group, then group number two and group number three are only considered to be two times. So therefore, group number two would make him have to pay chat, the, the owner of the ox would have to pay chatzinezek, and group number three would have to make him pay chatzinezek, because it won't become a muad under this circumstance, because there's only been two groups. Everybody with me? All right? Now, what the is going to say, what happens if group number two becomes, also becomes muzam? So if group number two becomes muzam, so then group number one has to pay him chatzinezek, Group number two has to pay the owner Chatzinezek. Group number three is still going to obligate him. The owner now. Chatzinezek. If the third group becomes Muzam as well, listen to what the halacha is going to be in the bride. We're going to have to deal with it. He's saying like this. Now it comes out that all three groups together were trying to make him have to pay Nezek Shalem. Because the three groups together were all trying to make him have to pay Nezek Shalom. So each group should have to pay Chatzin Nezek for sure. They were causing him a loss of Chatzin Nezek. Mm. But now, let's say the animal, let's say the damage was $6,000. So each group has to pay $2,000 Chatzin Nezek. Now, what do you have left over? For Nezek Shalom, and each group has to pay an additional $1,000 because collectively as one... We look at it as one big, big group. 
for the laws of Hazama that they were collectively trying to cause him have to pay Nezek Shalem on that third time. So therefore, they all have to add $1,000 to their payment that he's getting paid Nezek Shalem collectively between the three groups. That's the case we're going to leave, and we're going to have to see if it makes sense. But that's what we're going to read. Let's read this inside. Now, Heidushnaim Barishono, two testified against him for the first time. Shnaim Bishnia, two about the second time. Shnaim Bishlisha is two about the third time. Now, Harekan Shlosh Idios, you have three different groups of testimony. However, for the Hazama, there's going to be a circumstance that we look at all three groups like one large group concerning the Hazama. How so? If the first group was found Zomamin, Harekan Idios, you're left with two Eidos. The second and third one's still intact, right? Who Potter? Now, he no longer has to pay Nezek Sholem. Why does he no longer have to pay Nezek Sholem for the third group? Because you don't have a third group anymore because the first one was found Muslim, so you only have group two and group three. So the, the Bailem don't, he's Potter from Nezek Sholem. He still has to pay Chatzi Nezek, but he's Potter from a Nezek Sholem. Vehain Peturin and... Uh, the witnesses also don't have to pay uh, for the Hazama only Chatzinezek, because the first group only has to pay him back what they were causing him, which was Chatzinezek. Nimzis Kashnia, Zomemes, if the second group now was found to be Zomemin, Harekan Eidus Achas, you're left with one remaining group, who Potter, he doesn't have to pay Nezek Sholem because they don't have three groups against him. They don't have to pay him damages for Nezek Sholem, they only have to pay him the damages for Chatzi Nezek as the Kasha Zomem payment. Now, Nimzis Kashlishi Zomemes, if now the third group is fine to be Zomemin, Kulan Chayovin, they all have to pay Nezek Sholem. Each one has to pay Chatzi Nezek for what they were going to cause him. But they all have to pay additionally. Mm-hmm. Why? Because collectively between all three of them, they were going to cause him, because one without the other couldn't have caused him to pay Nezek Sholem. So therefore, all three of them collectively have to pay the collective amount to make it up to the Nezek Sholem. Now, the Gemara asks the Gemara, listen to the question, what the Gemara is going to say is like this. You can't be Mechai of a person, you cannot be Mechai of a person to pay Kasha Zamam on something that he wasn't intending to cause you. You can't say, well, you have to pay me that because you, you, you have to know that that's what he intended to do. If he didn't intend to do it, you can't cause him. Now, if the case was the way I said it, group one came Monday, group two came Tuesday, group three came Wednesday, or whatever the, the case was, if that's the way the case was, right, then how can you make group one and group two have to pay for the Nezek Shalem, for the full amount of uh, damages, they could each say, when we came, we didn't know there was going to be a group three. If we didn't know there was going to be a group three, then the most we thought we're going to make him have to pay is what? Chatzinezek. So how now, the fact that all three groups are Muslim, all three groups have to pay Nezek Sholem. The only way it could work out is it must be the case that we said. The animal gourd Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. On Thursday, all three groups came together. Since all three groups came to testify on Thursday, we'll get into exactly that, it must be they all knew that there's three groups testifying, and therefore each one knew that what I am saying could result not just in Chatzin Nezek, what I am saying could actually result in Nezek Shalem, and therefore, right? They have to come together, otherwise... Right. Uh, you now, Tosos actually says it even... I mean, the Mephoshim here say it even better. I think Rashi. He says that the fact that never came right away, then come on the day that they would. We're talking about a case where the third guy who got damaged went and found these three groups. So they all were coming knowing that the animal had been dam- had damaged three times. And since they all were coming knowing the animal damage three times, so therefore what? Therefore, now they can understand why they all have to pay 
Nezek Shalom. They're all coming to help the third guy. Therefore, they have to pay Nezek Shalom. But that only works is if the purpose of the... Uh, that only works is if the purpose of the testimony is to create Muad. If the purpose of the testimony is to warn the owner, you don't have that. He's not going to become a Muad from all three of them showing up on the third time. So you see here, the purpose of it is to create the habitual nature of the animal, and it's not because of the warning that needs to be given to the owner. That's what the one wants to say. Oh, you started at 6.30 because you're doing two, two days? Yeah, okay, but exactly. 7.30 seven, seven today, it's 7.30. Uh, da, 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 8.30. Okay, so... All right. Okay. So, so if the purpose is for the sake of determining that the animal is a muad, then shopper, then that's been accomplished by all three of them coming up on, right? So the gavri, but the purpose is to give a person a heads up three separate days that he has to start taking better care of the animal. Then how does it become a muad? Because all three groups show up on the one day. So they, 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 so they should not have to pay nezek shalem under that. Uh, they should not have to pay full damage under that circumstance. So therefore, Leim Ruhanach Kamoi, let the first ones uh, that I, uh, then say, that if the first ones should be able to say, since it has to be on separate days, then Anna, Mi Haviyadina, the Basa Shloisha Yomi, Asa Hana Mi Hadi Lei. I didn't know that over the next three days you're going to have the other groups. The first group says, I came on my day. I didn't know there's going to be another two groups. The second group says, I know there's going to be a third group. And therefore, how could you make them have to pay the Nezek Shalem together? Unless they all came together, but all came together, then it only helps if you hold it to determine the nature of the animal, not to give the warning to the owner. owner. Okay. So Amar Ravashi, so said, I went and said over this, and the proof, I went and over said it to Rav Kahana. For Amar Ali, so he said to me, I said, I don't think it does, I think you still have a problem with even the other position. If it's here to determine the nature of the animal, you still have a problem with this case. Why? Because you for sure have a problem with the case if the purpose of it is to warn the person. Because it can't be three on one day. But even three on one day, you still have a problem. Why? Because like this, let's, let's, let's say the case, the way Raj explained, that it's the, the third person, the third, per, the third guy who got damaged. He went and looked for Adam. He was trying to find Adam, that sword being damaged two other times, because he wants to collect Nezek Sholem, right? So now, so now the, the first guy and the second guy, they can't say that, oh, we never knew that it's going to be Nezek Sholem. Obviously, they knew it was going to be Nezek Sholem because who's trying to get them to come to court? The guy that was damaged the third time. They didn't come on their day, right? So because they saw it, but now they didn't come then. They're only coming now on the third time because the guy's bringing them, so that's clear to make a Nezek Sholem. However, however, the third guy, the third guy can say, I coming because I'm coming on the day that I saw it get damaged. I didn't know that there are two other cases that happened before. So why should the third guy have to pay Nezek Sholem? I understand why the first guy would have to pay the second guy because since it's the third guy who got damaged is bringing them, they understand that's for Nezek Sholem purposes. But the third guy, the third guy is bringing him. He doesn't know that there's been two either ones. How could you hold him responsible for Nezek Sholem? Sigmar says like this. So he said like this. Uh, why, why does it help even for the person that says it's for the purpose of getting the, the, the ox to become a muad? Let the last group of witnesses say, How do we know that everybody in the waiting room, that's sitting in the waiting room, is coming to make this into a shor muad? We thought we're a standalone case, and this might be the first time that the animal has bought. We didn't know that this is going to make our testimony is going to make it into a shor muad. So why should they have to pay full damages? Says the more like this. No. Because the Kamaramzi Ramuzi, we saw them talking to one another. Since we saw them talking to one another, we know that each one is aware of why the other group is there. So neither one can say, I didn't know what's going to be Nezek Sholem. Ravashi Amar Kashiboritsufim, that it's talking about where they came right away, right one after the other. And they're standing in line one after the other. Since they're coming one after the other, each one is aware of the 
first two are aware of because the third group is bringing them. The third one, he saw what happened in front of him. He knows what's going on when he testifies too. They all know that the result's going to be Nezek Shalem. That's why they have to pay Adam Zom Nezek Shalem. Ravina Amarna, this is going to take a lot of explanation. Ravina says like this, is you know what the case of for group C is? The case of group C is Bemekirin Balashor, Vein Makirin Esashor. Is group C showed up and all they can testify is, they can testify is that we saw the ox, the, we, we know that the ox that killed the third animal is owned by Ruvain but they're not able to identify the ox itself anymore. They said, we know it came out of Ruben's house and it went and killed an animal. And what happened was that, uh, that, that we're going to see in a moment, it ran back into the pen and they can't identify it. Now, what's the point? The point is like this. We know that Chatzin Nezek, if it's a Tom, you can only collect from the value of the animal itself. You sell the animal, the dead animal, and then you give the money from that to pay for the damages. Now, if you don't have an animal, the perpetrator is not here, you can't pay Chatzinezek. Why can't you pay Chatzinezek? You don't have the animal to sell with. If you don't have that animal, it has to come from the value of that animal. So if they are not able to identify what that, which animal it was, then why are they showing up? It has to be that they understand that their testimony is not going to be a Chatzinezek testimony. Because it would be a Chatzinezek testimony, there would be nothing, you know, there would be no way they could collect for the Chatzinezek. They must have known that their testimony is doing more than Chatzinezek. They must have known it's the third time, and therefore it doesn't matter that you don't have the animal here. Why? Because Nezek Shalom is not based on the animal that you take out of the, the, the home. Now, the problem, the problem with this answer is as follows. If you don't know which is the animal that did it, then how do you know it's the same animal that killed A and B? Right? You hear the question. This is the question all the Rishonim deal with. If you don't know, which, you can't identify which animal did it, then how do you know that that was the animal that killed animal A and killed animal B? Bishlom, if you can say that was the animal, there's a lineup, you've got the lineup of five animals, and that was the one, it was C, right? The one with a big white spot on its head and, and, and with a black tail, then you can say, okay, well, that's also the one that did A and that also did B. If you can't do that, then how do you know it's the same one? So this is a very difficult question. So some of the Rishonim learned shot is as follows. Some of the Rishonim say what happened was that this fellow, the, the Ruvain, did not own any other animals until this point. Ruvain, that let's say the animal gourd, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Ruvain only owned one animal, okay? Now what happened was, on Thursday, he went and bought 20 animals. Now, what they testified was that we saw on Wednesday his animal killed. So therefore, his only, he only had one animal on Wednesday. He never had 20 animals. Thursday, yet 20 animals, but on Thursday, that one animal's already gone into the mix, so we don't know which one it is. So the point is, it is, it has to be the one that killed on Monday and Tuesday, because he only had one animal at that point. Which one it is, we don't know which one it is, and therefore you're not able to pay the Chatzin Nezek. What you would be able to do is pay Nezek Sholem, which is the point, and why you're showing up, it must be for Nezek Sholem, therefore you have to, it must be that you're here to uh, to collect for a full damage, and that's why we can make them pay when there's only in the full damages. Clear? Adam? Clear, yeah, I got it. So the Gemara has, but the Gemara is not clear. The Gemara has another question. So the Gemara says as follows. So therefore, again, the answer Ravina gave, Nakirin Balashor, and Makirin is Ashor. They know who the owner of the ox was, but they can't identify specifically the ox. So the Gemara says like this. So then, if you don't know exactly which one is the ox, then how do you make it into a muad? Meaning, how can they testify that his animal became a muad if you cannot identify exactly, right, uh, which one it is? You hear the problem? You have to make his animal into a muad. <laughs> you don't know which one it is. Someone says like this. They said like this. They said what they're able to testify. Let's say the guy has a herd now of 20 of 20 cattle. 
This animal now ran into that herd. So it's 19 plus that one. Take a look, Tosus learns one of them had to have died, it got lost, I'm not gonna get into it. So it's 18 plus that one. Now, what they are able to do and say, listen, because we don't know which one it is now in your herd, but we do know that one of them is a muad, what responsibility does the owner have now? Guard them all. He has to guard them all with the level of muad because he knows he has a muad in there. Until he can identify which one it is, he's responsible on all of them. So that's what they're accomplishing. So when it says, that they're able to say that you have a goring ox in your herd, and now you have to watch them all with, the, with, 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 with that same level of responsibility of a muad. Okay, that's, what the, that's the responsibility that he now has to do, even though he can't identify which animal is. Now the Gemara goes on to a new issue. The Gemara says like this, let's say somebody has a dog, okay? Reuven has a dog. Shimon does something not very nice. Shimon comes and he teases the dog, all right? He teases the dog, we're holding Chavdalad Amid Beis about a third of the way down. So now what happens is he teases the dog, gets the dog agitated, and the dog goes and bites Levi. Who pays? Because there's two different parties involved here. On one hand, it is Ruvain's dog, but on the other hand, who agitated the dog? Shimon. So therefore, who does Levi sue? So today you sue everybody, right? <laughs> but, but the question over there is who has to pay? Who has to pay? So let's see this inside. See, boy, the Bnei Yishiv had the following Shiloh. A person who incited, agitated one dog, a person's dog, Ruben's dog, against Levi. All right, what's the halacha? The one says that the agitator for sure is going to be Potter. Now, he's not one of the Lamed Vav Tzadikim. In Shemayim, he didn't do something that was an appropriate act. But there is a concept of Gromo. Gromo means that you've done something indirect. You cannot hold him directly responsible for the damages because at the end of the day, it wasn't him who directly damaged. And he could say, listen, okay, fine, the, bad, the dog has a bad temper, that's not my fault, and therefore, uh, you can't hold me responsible. But the question is, okay, but what about the one whose dog it is? At the end of the day, it's his dog, can you hold him responsible? So what it says like this, so bala kelev mai, what about the owner of the dog? Could we, the owner of the dog, he can say is, so with plausible deniability. Listen, at the end of the day, what did I do? Okay, it's my dog, but I didn't get the dog mad. I didn't get the dog agitated. Therefore, I shouldn't have to pay either. Oh, dear Marmin and Leo, maybe we say, Since you should know that your dog has the temperament that when it gets agitated, it allows itself to be agitated and goes out and damages, Therefore what? Therefore, lo you should not, actually the way the Mephorshim explained this, you should not have kept it, you should have put it down. Because since you know that it doesn't take much to get your animal in, a, in an attacking mode, so it is your responsibility, and therefore you do, you have a requirement, you have an ob- obligation to go ahead and... Uh, uh, and, 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 uh, and, 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 and take, and therefore you have to take responsibility for it. That was the Shaila that was asked. Okay. So Amar Rabbi Zeira, Tashimah, Rabbi Zeira wants to bring a Raya from our Mishnah, we just learned. We learned like this, we learned a, 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 a fantastic concept. We learned that even though an animal has become a muad, you can have conversion therapy. You can have, this animal can go back from its status of muad to becoming a tam. So we say, well, how do you know? How do you know, okay, that, right? So do we need to get a, a, a couch that can hold a cow? Or uh, what, what has to happen that we know that this animal is no longer a muad? So we had a machlokus over there. We had a machlokus, but the, uh, the opinion of, of um, 
of, of what's his name? Who was it? Rabbi Yossi, I believe. Because of Rabbi Yossi. That, that said that the way we know was Machlos Rameir and Yehuda. Rameir said that if, if kids come up and tease the animal, kids come out and agitate and tease the animal, and it does not uh, act, strike out out of rage, again, it was a Machlokas, Tosvas, and the other Rishonim, strike out at the kids, or it does not get upset and go damage another animal based on it being agitated. So therefore, since it has been shown that it was agitated and it and it, it was able to maintain its calm uh, temperament, that's a sign that whatever happened before was not a true reflection of the habitual nature of this animal. That was the opinion, right? So that's the, so it says like this. So uh, what do we say? So Amrazei Toshimai, it says, the Tam Shahoyu Tinokos Misham Shinbo, that the kids were cheppering with it, and it still did not gore, so therefore, that shows it's, then you're, then, that it switches from being a muad to becoming a tam. So Moran says like this, it's mashma though, this is the way he inferred, it's mashma that let's say they agitated it and it did gore, then he would have to pay like a muad. Right? Then he'd be chayv like a muad. Ha nageach, if it would gore, then chayv. So what do you see from there? That even though it wasn't the owner that agitated the animal, Right, the kid's agitated, the owner's still responsible. So when I says like this, one second, you're making an inference that doesn't have to be made. So Amarabaya, Miketani Naga Chayev, it doesn't say, all it said was that if the animal doesn't gore, it reverts to being a tam. It says, but if it does gore, it doesn't revert to being a tam, it remains a muan. But it doesn't mean that the owner's higher for that goring doesn't say that it just says it doesn't revert but it doesn't mean necessarily that the owner would be high if somebody else agitated his animal so he says like this that means if it maybe all it's saying that if it would gore it's no longer considered to be a tom however but who says that for that goring it would be high maybe you know he could say i didn't my animal it wasn't fair they they they, they, they i didn't cause the animal to, to damage, and therefore the, the kids that, that uh, agitated it, that means that there's a, 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 a patur for me having to, you have no raya from that case. So one wants to bring another raya. Tosh, come and listen. Shisa boza, kelev, if a person incited a dog against someone, or shisa boza, you sick the dog, you sick the snake on someone, it says potter. Now, lechora, potter is singular. Because remember, there's two possible parties involved. Who are the two possible parties involved? Could be the owner of the animal or the snake, or the insider, the agitator. And it says potter, potter is in the singular. So So doesn't it mean that the, the agitator, the insider is potter, but the other party, the owner of the animal, the owner of the snake, taka, what's the din? Because otherwise it should say paturim, plural. It doesn't say paturim, it only says potter. What it means is like this, is that maybe what it's saying is that even the insider, even though the insider is the one who stirred the water here, he's the one who got, who got the things, uh, 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 got the animal all upset, or the snake all upset, even he's potter. For sure the animal, the owner who didn't do anything is potter. Maybe it means even, but it can't bring me a right because it's in the singular. Maybe it just means even he is potter. Right, so now, I'm a rover. Rabbi says the following halacha. Imtim Tzalomer, even if you want to take the position, even if you want to say, that if you incite a person's dog against somebody else, so Shimon incited Reuven's dog against Levi, she saw who, uh, that, 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 that he's going to be chayev. Maybe we don't consider inconsequential or, or, or grama the fact. When you incite an animal, you could argue that one. That's not considered to be a grama. That's literally, you're sticking an animal on somebody. That's your action. And so even if you want to say that, that Shimon should be responsible for the actions when it damages, even though it's Reuben's animal, he should be responsible when it damages Levi. What happens the following case? Shimon comes and he starts cheppering with the dog and he gets the dog upset and what does the dog do? It doesn't bite Levi. Who does it bite? Shimon. Shimon. So therefore, so even if you hold, right? So therefore, 
No, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I, 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 I messed this up. I mean, even if you tell me that Ruvain is Chayev for the actions of his dog when Shimon caused it to bite Levi. Right? So even if you tell me that at the end of the day, Shimon is responsible for the actions of when it bites Levi, but if Shimon goes and agitates it and then bites Shimon because of his agitation, Shisahu Ba'atzma is Potter. What's the distinction? What's the difference? At the end of the day, the owner of the dog is responsible. So my time, huh? so what's the reason? It's like this, because of the following principle. Kala Meshana, if someone's acted in a way that is beyond the norm, someone acts in a way that's not the norm, in this case, you're agitating the animal, okay? You're doing something that's not a normal behavior, right? The Shina Bo, and therefore, the, uh, because of what you did now, the animal now has done something also which is abnormal. What's the abnormal act that the animal did over here? The animal went and bit you. So therefore, potter, you're potter. Meaning like this, it's true. If, you're, if you agitated an animal and went and bit Levy, you could say is, listen, at the end of the day, I'm not responsible, it's not my animal, and the owner might have to pay. But, and, and fine. But if the animal bit you because of something that you yourself did that was not normal behavior, you can't go back to the owner and say, you need to pay me for my, he can say to you, you shouldn't have acted the way you did. So therefore, you're Mashana, you did something abnormal that caused my animal to act abnormal. I'm not responsible for that when it affects you. All right, that's the, that's what saying. Now, so I'm a lay Rapapa Lerova. So Rapapa, Talmud of Rova, he heard this, he says, Itmar Actually, we've learned this a few days ago. But this, what you're teaching us, is actually a teaching of Reish Lokish. So I'm a Reish Lokish, because Reish Lokish said like this, what happens, he told like this, what happens if you have two uh, cows that are walking through Rosh And one of them decided it's a good time to squat down, to take a, take, take, take a little bit of a break. And it, the other animal walks up to it, it's in its line of uh, where it needs to walk, and gives it a good kick, all right? Gives it a kick, all right, and damages it. And the walking animal went and kicked the one that is squatting down. Now let's remember this. There is a din of rego, but rego is not kicking. Kicking really is a form of keren. Keren. So now, so but therefore, so, it, so the animal didn't just step on it, the animal gave it a good kick. So now, rego, your potter in Rashusa Rabin. Keren. You're high of Chatzinezek in Rosh Hashanah So therefore like this, what's the halacha? So Rosh Lakish learned like this. Rosh Lakish said uh, that if the walking animal kicked the one that was squatting down, then Petura, you're going to be potter. But But if the one that is squatting down kicked up and kicked the one that is walking by, so then that's going to be Chayevus. Now, what's the svara over there? It's a chorah, the svara. Is that even though I'm normally high for Karen in Rosh Rabin, but over here, the animal that is the victim did something was abnormal. What did it do? The victim squatted down in the middle of Rosh Rabin. That's not normal behavior. You don't go ahead and, and stop your car in the middle of the 101. Then you can't, that, that's considered abnormal behavior. So therefore, if the victim was Meshana, deviated from the norm, even though something happened against it, which is also a deviation from the norm, you cannot collect damages if your deviation was the one that occurred first. So that would seem to be Mamish, the, the ruling here of Reish Lakish seems to really coincide with the ruling of Rava. Because Rava said, you deviated, you teased the animal. Now the animal comes back and does something abnormal and jumps and bites you. You cannot claim damages when you were the one that deviated first. It would seem to be aligning exactly with the, the two rulings. So Rava says like this. Rava says it's not exactly the same. Why is it not exactly the same? Listen up carefully. He says like this. In, the, in my case... What did the victim do? The victim teased the dog. He teased the dog, which means his abnormal behavior as a direct correlation to the behavior of the dog. You tease a dog, 
the dog is going to snap at you. So therefore, you can directly correlate. So therefore, you did something abnormal. Now the animal does something abnormal to you. You can't claim the victim if you're the one that caused for it. Now, when an animal squats down and Rosh Rabim, I agree that that's abnormal behavior. And if the second animal would have trampled on it, I could argue that you cannot hold him. Anyway, it's regular Rosh Rabim, you wouldn't be able to mechaya. But because the first animal squats down, that doesn't give the second animal the right to go ahead and deliver a kick. The delivering of the kick is not attributed to the behavior of the first animal. So when do you say, says Rava, that an abnormal behavior, you cannot play the victim card, is where your abnormal behavior results in the perpetrator acting in an abnormal way. It's, there's a correlation. So therefore, teasing a dog, you're gonna get bitten. But because animal A sits down and Rabim doesn't mean that animal B has a right to do what? Doesn't mean I have the right to go ahead and give it a, cook, a kick, to stamp on it, to trample on it because it's blocking its way, maybe, but not to give it a kick. So I'm a rover. So I'm a le'anabahichayuvechayve. In the case, his rover, in Reish Lakish's case, I taka could hold that in such a case you would be chayev. Why? Because you could say, who gave you the right to go ahead and, uh, and, 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 uh, 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 so you have permission, maybe, to walk on me, but but to go ahead and kick me, there you have no right to go ahead and do that. So therefore, it says, Rob, it's not exactly the same as Reish Lakish's case. I would not necessarily agree with the ruling of Reish Lakish.